This time on TNT. I bought a horse, buds. We talk about my Uncle John. And we play a brand new game called... Ah, Jesus. That's all coming up right now on TNT. There he is. Hey, hello, bot. How's it going? It's going great. So Finally got some summertime weather here. I know it feels good. Yeah. Last week, um, uh, I was working in San Diego, and uh, Carol came with me. Nice. First time that yeah. we've taken a vacation together since Suge was born. Like, we've gone somewhere for a night or maybe two, but we've never, like, we should go for the week and leave the kids behind, and we did. Um, nice. Yeah, it was really nice. I mean, I know I have lots of friends who have uh, kids that are kind of grown and gone, and they always emphasize the importance of, you know, spending time together, just the two of you, so that your whole life doesn't become uh, what time is the dentist appointment, who's picking up someone after school, like all that stuff. Because that takes up a lot of real estate in a couple's life, like just the running of the thing. Did you pay the this bill? Can I pick up that? Um, But I'd like to think we do a pretty good job of making sure we have time for each other and time with the girls and stuff um, on a day-to-day basis. But what a treat to like just go away somewhere and have time. Just getting up and go. It's like when Lisa and I went to Turks. Yeah, exactly. And just you don't know what to do with yourself after. 10 well, that was the thing. <laughs> that was the thing. Like, so thinking about everything, but then you start to decompress. Yeah, exactly. But it it probably took two days of like, huh? It was like in Home Alone when and when Kevin says like, my family's gone. My family's gone. Don't get me wrong. Love the girls, obviously, and we spend a crazy amount of time together and love every yeah. minute of it, as you guys do. But it was neat to mostly not have a deadline. Yeah. Like go for a walk on a beach and not say, oh, we should probably, yeah, we should probably turn around. Oh, we should probably get back to the thing. I should probably do some laundry. I should probably know And San Diego, San Diego is good times. It is good times. Yeah, it's we walked on the beach in Coronado a bunch and... Uh, um, we went out to La Jolla. I was thinking about you because we were on Torrey Pines Drive. Oh, nice. Beautiful up there. Yeah, it is. And um, top of the cliffs. We went to uh, George's in La Jolla for some guacamole and uh, people watching and a, a fine cocktail. See, that's the other thing about th- that area, too. You can't go wrong with the food anywhere. Like, it's just top notch. Yes. There's some great spots, the seafood and all that. Yeah, we made a reservation at um, this restaurant called STK, Stick, and it's one of those kind of hipster joints where out, everyone is outside on the sidewalk, and we had a reservation, and they're like, it's going to be 45 minutes till your table's ready, even with a reservation, so... Just stand so just out on the, the sidewalk kind of place? No, not even. Oh, you can't even go You have to stand outside on the sidewalk? Stand outside. <laughs> so I don't need to have dinner in a place where people are wearing PVC uh, tank tops. So uh, we... Yeah, that's the other thing, right? Like super expensive clothing now is like $1,700 for a tracksuit. Yeah. 
And that's what you wear out to the club. Well, and also what? just to be Where's sitting that? having a meal and hearing. No. No. And it was that was that salt guy coming along with this dropping meat off. Yeah, it was his one arm. of those places. He yeah he licks Carol's arm and pours salt on it and he's like no just enjoy the experience no. Like, that guy is pretty much Salvador, right? Yeah. The meat guy? <laughs> yeah, it's a nice little hook he's got going there. It's not for me. <laughs> but my point is, the reason for mentioning this, that we didn't stick around, stick, is because uh, the place that we just stopped into on the way back when stick didn't work out was <laughs> unbelievable. Are you supposed to call it stick or steak or... STK. I don't know. But I know, <laughs> I like, there's one in, like, come. Dubai. Like, it's that. And there, there, it, I think it's a chain. There's one in Hotlanta. Like, there's a bunch of stick. Maybe some of the buds have eaten at a stick before, and they could fill us in on whether it was worth the 45-minute wait on the sidewalk. For me, it wasn't, but maybe I'm missing something. <laughs> that was supposed to be the big place, though, like DJ Khaled out front. Yeah. But it's it's so weird, like, with travel, as you know, if someone went to uh, Toronto and they've never been before and they went up the CN Tower and went to the aquarium uh, and ate at whatever restaurant in the Eaton Centre, you would have a very different impression of Toronto than if you went and stayed downtown and went to the clubs and ate at the latest restaurants and all that. Mm-hmm. And if you went and stayed in the Tobacco and went to a Jays game, your impression of Toronto would be very, very different too. So who knows? Maybe everyone in San Diego is like, dude, you don't go to stick. No one goes there. Um, but it seems like everyone goes there. And the other thing that I noticed is it seems like uh, tourists and locals all kind of go to the gas lamp quarter. That's not like a super turbo touristy place that the locals don't go to. seems like everyone goes there. But it was good times. Some sun. Yeah, it was really good times. We also went uh, horseback riding um, uh, at a place that you go on the beach. And then you trot right up to the Mexican border wall. So we got to see the Trump wall on the beach that juts out into the ocean. It looks like the planet of the apes. Well. Like that, that everything, like the big walls and everything broken. Well, I don't know if I'm hallucinating. There was uh, the federales and um, U.S. Border Patrols kind of going uh, back and forth, kind of patrolling. I think I saw someone run through the wall. And uh, our guide, Eileen, said, yeah, they let them run through the wall. And they let them, like, run as fast as they can for, like, a mile. And then they're like, all right, drive up on a four-by-four and just scoop them up. up. Yeah. So they let them kind of tire themselves out. But she said, realistically, they catch 30% of the people that cross. So even with the wall, it it looked like if you swam out 100 yards, you could get around the wall, no problem. They're not all, yeah not all it's like it's not all getting bent and bent up you know like in the, the way the planet of the apes beach is with yeah. like the statue of liberty and stuff. no not like that at all but um <laughs> it it was really interesting seeing 
that ill-conceived notion close up, like how insulting it is and how ridiculous it is and how, um, you know, someone or some people fought for it and believed in it and whatever. Um, it's, it's just a very strange sight. I'm surprised they aren't little T's each one. Yeah. Yeah. The Trump ball. Um, yeah, it was weird because the place that we went horseback riding was called Surfside Ranch and it was, um, probably two miles from Tijuana. Like San Diego is only 15 miles. So we could see people getting loose on the other side of the wall. (laughs) Yeah. I remember going to Tijuana, but, but like blackout, not remembering anything about going to Tijuana. Yeah. And somehow getting back. The only time. Yeah, somehow getting back and then just not having any recollection of what happened there. Did you stay overnight? I think it was early morning. When you came back? Yeah. Yeah. Like sun up styles. Crazy. But yeah, I was just... Uh, that's. I think it's, a, it's like... <laughs> It's like Hull in, in Ottawa when you want to drink for another three hours. All bets are off there. If, if Yeah. <laughs> I remember a friend of mine saying in Tijuana he Gat saw... No, the got no sneak. Yeah. A friend of mine saw a truck towing a trailer and people were running up to it and putting their arms in the, between the bars on the trailer and there was a tiger in there. Oh my god. Just driving around the streets of uh TJ. That's nuts. It's bananas. But anyway, hey, like we I, always are, we are happy to get home and happy to see the girls and they had a blast. Like you remember when you were a kid, your folks going away and you know, you got to stay with someone who was kind of a break from the routine and the people probably overcompensated with treats and, and partying. Yeah, and you probably knew I your folks would bring you something back, you know? Yeah. Well, I do remember that. I, I remember once, though, with our Uncle John, my dad's brother, was not, like, it was, like, the worst. Why? I don't know. For some reason, we just didn't have respect for him, and we were, like, making fun of him and stuff. How old were you? We were, like, five and six, Jet and I. Six, you know what I mean? Six and, and eight or something like that. Like, young kids. And you gave him a run? But yeah, just busting his balls for the two days. <laughs> and he was like, did he have a Scottish accent? Yeah, heavy Scottish accent. And I think he snapped on us once and we kind of let off. But yeah, we were just being really bad. Did Uncle John have, was there an aunt someone? No, just Uncle John. And he was just his own character. Like he would just... Re- write jokes at you know family get-togethers <laughs> he'd have a book of jokes and his bo- jokes were like halitosis has is better than no breath at all <laughs> oh my gosh is that an actual one <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> another one was you know you're having a bad day when and it would be those kind of jo- there'd be the you know you're having a bad day when you wake up with a fireman pounding on your chest. Oh, wow. <laughs> and there'd be like 12 of them, right? And that'd be just one. 
Did you know that skiing is on the decline? Like really cheesy. Oh jokes. boy! Yeah, <laughs> books and books yeah. of them. I'm writing some jokes. You want to read a couple? <laughs> <laughs> and they'd just be the worst. And some of them were just rip-offs of he. You know, probably most of the funny ones were rip-off things that he heard. So he was like, I remember there was one holiday get-together where there was another guy who my aunt was dating at the time and he happened to be like in the entertainment business to the point where like I guess he wrote jokes for Don Ho and when he worked in Hawaii or something <laughs> so, so this was like a big usually Uncle John had the floor for entertainment with his jokes right in the books <laughs> he didn't like that this guy came in and was just Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. He started getting all pissed off, sitting in the corner all mad, and then the, guy, the other guy's like, come on, John, you're just pissed off that I have staged you. No. <laughs> A professional joke writer waltzed in there. <laughs> Yeah, Uncle John was classic. So what did John do for a living? Were like was he a he professional jokesmith? No, he he I think uh he did have some uh mental issues a little bit, but he was, you know, there was just something like he couldn't do a normal job, 9 to 5 job. So he was kind of uh on welfare his whole life. Wow. Basically. Yeah. So, like, classic, really smart guy. and Yeah, smart in certain areas and really not, not mechanically inclined and uh, couldn't, like, just couldn't do jobs. He would screw it up. And it would be, he's the guy, who, like, just stop, stop right now. Don't worry about it. Aw. Yeah. So was he socially weird? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but he not really. He was just, uh, you know, it's the occasional repetitive kind of stories, but like still mentally there. So just interesting, an interesting person, his hmm. perspective. Yeah. But Uncle John was a character. He'd get right into things. So interesting. Like he had friends and stuff and could talk to people. Yeah, I think he just cruised around the TTC all day, every day. Right. That's what his thing was. Did your dad like him? Yeah, oh yeah, they got along. He would come up, even like when they when we lived up north, he would come up. And then when my parents were back in the city, he would come over. <laughs> and remember, that was my dad started getting pissed off, because every time he came over, he was dig a dump. Because I guess his... Uh, his place was crappy and gross, and he w wanted to use the nice bathroom. <laughs> Uncle John? So, yeah, he'd come over Aww. and take a big steamer. Come on, John. My, my dad started getting really mad, right? He's like, he, he's not, what is he? Is he coming to see <laughs> me or is he coming to take his shit? Aww. Right? <laughs> Because he's always ripping around on the DTC or like around the city. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, you know what I mean? I just rip in there for a time. Aww. 
<laughs> come chat for 10 minutes and put his paper <laughs> under his arm going to the bathroom. <laughs> That's not cool. So, I remember one time on the phone, he called and he's like, oh, you're coming over. Shit before you leave and smash the phone down. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's like, no more shitting over here. <laughs> Classic Ronnie oh. shit before you leave. Was there just the two of them? Well, no. I mean, this is when my mom, like, when they were living in Toronto, they were living in Toronto. No, no, I know, but it, was there just Ronnie and Johnny? Or were there more siblings? No, there was a Sharon, who's Elliot's mom, mm-hmm. and that was a sister, and the oldest brother was Tom. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are they still with us, either of them? No, I don't think so. <clears throat> Nobody's left. Just, uh, no one, they're all gone. <clears throat> Crazy. Yeah. But, uh, quite characteristics, the classic mm. characters, all of them, every one of them. It's pretty, it's, I mean, like whenever Jet and Elliot and I, or our cousin Damien, we get together. It's always about Uncle John eventually. Like the stories. <laughs> who did, um, who does, Elliot is Sharon's son? Yes. And who does Damien belong to? Damien was kind of connected through my uh, grandmother's sister. That's where Damien comes in. So like a, cu- a, a so, sort of, cu- so we, we call him a cousin, kind of. His Yeah, his grandmother was my grandmother's sister. Right. Yeah, so pretty pretty close too. We all grew up hanging out together in the summers, going to a Sega beach and stuff. How good is that shorthand? Like when you see oh, those yeah. dudes, you can just start in the middle of a sentence, right? Oh, for sure, definitely. Old old gold. Like one word shorthand. Um, totally. Tagger, can you believe? I, I thought it was a, a joke or a false headline. Mitch Marner held up, like, carjacked? Carjacked, yeah. Well, it's... it's You've been hearing more and more about this in, like, nice neighborhoods in the city. I guess, you know, th- things are getting to that point where uh, crime is starting to happen more. Stuff's so expensive. You're just seeing a, a rising in carjacking because they'll just come up and wrestle the person out of the car and take the car and it's gone. So is that what and they in wanted his in case, his case, the car? Yeah, he had a brand new black Range Rover. So they're like, like I don't know, maybe at gunpoint or whatever. They, You know, you're going to get out of the car and let them have it. You don't want to, like, if guys rush into the car, forget it. So is that what, or is that what happened? Did they take his car? Yeah, yeah. He was like, sure, so just the, take it, don't care. I'm Yeah, I'm not sure how it went down, but I've seen other videos of people going to their own home and parking, and they'll come in and get them out of the car and take it <gasps> in their own house, like follow them into their neighborhood. Whoa. Yeah, if you get a nice car, it's worth it for the uh, fight to get it for them. Scary stuff. Well, I know the catalytic converters are disappearing, right? 
Also, oh, the be- yeah, it's just impossible to get certain new models of cars, right? Yeah, but dudes are stealing catalytic and 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 ladies, I'm sure, stealing catalytic converters from under cars while they're parked. And uh, someone told me how uh, they do it sometimes is it's um, uh, the youth on skateboards. So the catalytic converter is like the hubcaps of the seventies. Yeah. Yeah, so you have a backpack on, you get on your back on your skateboard, slide under the car, rip the catalytic converter off, uh, and I guess you can sell them for about 1500 bucks, and um, people are just taking them from cars wherever they're parked. Man. Yeah. Uh, The price of those rose 325% between 2019 and 2021. Yeah, just because people are stealing them, they go up in value. Yeah, metal's more valuable than gold. Part. So not not only is gas <laughs> two bucks plus, it's your converters are going up. Yeah. Taken into the. I went to uh, took it to Jets the uh, truck. He put through all the filters, changed the oil. What do you mean yours? It's all going on. Yeah, the Audi Q7, he did it all. He can, does he, he has the computer for the, all the the yeah. programs? He's got that, but he's also got all the tools to get the, the uh, oil out and changing the filters was no, well, you see, you actually, when you see them do it, and it's like they give you a bill for 800 bucks or something, because it's, a, you know, whatever, 120,000 kilometers or something, they'll do, uh, like what they call a big deal inspection where they're changing all this stuff, but it's the filters took like literally 10 minutes to change all that. Whoa. <laughs> and again, and it was like half and maybe I'd say probably like 10 minutes to change the filters and 20 minutes to do the oil change, which was just take up all the oil and then put in six fresh quarts. Well, you know what I've um, uh, started to notice is uh, the place where we take our vehicle to get serviced, the bot will send a video. Hey, Jonathan, my name's uh, Tim. I'm just working underneath your car here. As you can see, just want you to know your rotors look about 80%. Your pads are pretty good. Had to change the pads up front, though. There was wear there, as you can see here. The mechanic's taking real-time videos of doing service of your vehicle as it's happening. Come on. And I think... I. I understand the reasons this cause for of, it. Because of, of lawyers, just to make sure they've looked at something. Well, I guess so. Right. I, I, I can only guess the the reason that it started is because some people were like, man, I bet they didn't even look at our uh, tires or brakes or whatever. They just charged us this thing. So the way to combat that is to send a video of, look, here's your car with the wheels off, bud. I'm really doing it. But yeah. it didn't have that desired effect on me because I was having a busy day and I got a, a <laughs> urgent video. Please watch this right now. And it's 90 seconds. And the first 75 seconds are like, yeah, so anyway, yeah, looking good under here. And I kept waiting for them. But as you can see here, <laughs> this is caving in. But at the end of it, it, it was like, anyway, so uh, yeah, right on schedule, right on time. Everything looks good. Uh, we'll let you know when it's ready. Like what? As in, like, what did just, I just watch? The video, the video was the work that went into it. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the, we'll send that off to you. We're going to put some music behind it and uh, charge you. Yeah, like it's like three camera bucks. coverage of them. Like, get, get ready, stand by camera two and take it. Uh, can you take the wide shot of the rotors? <laughs> Is this their YouTube channels that got on there live? They make a specific YouTube channel Smash for them. every car. Smash that like and subscribe, please. <laughs> oh, there's one like, and it's me. <laughs> no, but I'm saying everything, every customer is going live yeah. on his feed. Like, I, I kind of I get it. I, I appreciate the sentiment behind it. But the truth is, I found it kind of a pain to watch this video <laughs> that was inconclusive. Especially when it's just nothing happens and there's nothing wrong. Yeah. Car's fine. Car's fine. It's like starting something with saying, hey, big problem. You're like, oh, what, whoa, what is it? I'm going to be five minutes late. Okay, well, don't start by saying big problem. That's life. Just like back in 1993 when you're this jam. When I wake up, well, I know I'm gonna be. Speaking of, speaking of Uncle John, that these guys sing like Uncle John talks. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be. His accent was that thick? Totally. It, it like, I don't know. <laughs> these guys are still out there, too. Like, are you, are you going to a Proclaimers concert? <laughs> uh, well, because I, I know... I know the, uh, that, this one, and then the Let's Get Married song. Who's that? Is that them, too? That's them, too, yeah. Let's Get Married! You get a call. The but, Proclaimers so I would be... drummer went down. Oh, and they need you to come out for six weeks. Are you doing it? Like... Yeah, but if like if it's if it's like you know Reading and and Leeds and all those crazy festivals, but I don't know, maybe not. If it's gong 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 gong, Proclaimers, man. I don't know. I think they're I think they're pretty popular back home. And back in the old country, you yeah, think they still they, are? I, th I think they probably do pretty good. Like, they're kind of like uh, the Hootie and the Blowfish level over there. You know what I mean? I wonder how both parties involved would feel about that <laughs> comparison. Well, I mean, they probably do the equivalent of sheds and festivals, both of them. So that's pretty good. That's pretty, uh, that's, that's uh, rolling out fine. When you say sheds, what do you mean? You know, like amphitheaters and the... the Right. You know, not not small places. Oh, so is that the difference? Like a barn is an arena and a shed is a an amphitheater? Yeah. 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 I don't really say barn. That's more of a hockey thing. Um playing in the barns. It was uh it was genuinely shocking to watch your Leafs uh eliminated. Oh, that was a bummer. I know, super bummer, but it does almost seem like there's something <laughs> cosmic going on because the math is bananas. Well, you know what? I mean, that was as matched up as you're going to get. Yeah. That series. And Tampa Bay could have won it 
already twice, right? So like why, you know, the, the, it seems to me they always are having to deal with the team that ends up winning it or is in the final in that first round every single time. But this one was, uh, well, it just felt like they were going to win the whole time because they were just putting on so much pressure and it just turned the other way. And that's the way it is. But I don't think you give up. I'd be pretty happy with that. And I think everyone else is because of the skill level. It's like not, it's not like they lost seven to one and it was all, all you know finished yeah it was close They're, they they fought really hard so there's no uh and jack campbell was incredible the whole series so there's no uh there's nothing you can say it's like well that that, that series actually proved it to everybody that he's a legitimate great goaltender and, it, and when he's playing really well so that's something that's uh kind of rare for leafs in the last Wow. Yeah, that's exciting news. Yeah. And so, most of the uh, think pieces in in the days since have been like basically don't touch the core. Core is great. It's going to happen. Yeah, Just why would be patient. You? Exactly. I like how yeah, Jason sure Spezza emerged as the like heart and grit of the that's, team. That's really great. Leadership and because uh, he's a bod and he's a nice guy. Have you met the Spezza? Uh, I did. I remember I first met him when he was playing with the Senators and they were in the playoffs. So that was like back, I don't know, 99, 2000, like when it was Heatley and the, they had that crazy team. Wow, yeah. So, um, and he was really nice back then. So for sure, definitely. I'd seen him around a few bars over the years. But, yeah, great guy. And he has a real funny laugh, right? For sure. Doesn't he have, like, a gronk kind of, oh, one of those? (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know. Maybe. I've heard it's like, I know Jay and Dan have had some fun with it, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How about this jam, 93? (laughs) Wow. Yeah, real jam. Warm? Why does this only remind me of the Jim Carrey version of this? Remember on In Living Color? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Let's play this one. They say you took something that belonged to them. And man, they gonna kick you white It's Jim Carrey doing it. <laughs> All I can think of is Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. Um, oh man, humor has changed in 20 years, 30 years. Humor has changed in, in <laughs> that time period for sure. I saw His an interview face. clip with him recently where he talks about retiring from acting like he might be done uh, because he's gotten all the accolades he could ever want and none of it means anything and he's happy with himself and he said kind of the only reason to do it is if you're not. Yeah. 
Well, I, I, he said unless like that magic script will, comes through, and that's probably not going to happen. Here's our chance yeah, to gonna... write a script for Jim Carrey. Yeah, unless like it's like his swan song. What's it going to be? Who knows? But what? Yeah, I mean, he's already done so much, and it seems to me he does more public communication than he ever has. You know what I mean? And none of it is about talking out of his butt. Yeah, so I think he's probably into that too, just kind of, I don't know, given his uh, madman wisdom, I guess. Spiritual painter guy. Yeah, and it's not bad. Um, Let's take a break, bud. Oh yeah, let's take a break. My Oilers are moving on, bud. Yeah, that's got to feel good. It does feel good. It's, it's it's kind of weird that the 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 two last Canadian teams have to go through each other. Like, why not spread it out? It I know, bothers me. Nineteen ninety one was the last Battle of Alberta, and and we uh, all remember how that went down. Do we? No. No, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. We actually really don't. Um. I just said the line that they always say in the sport. Oh, don't have to remind you what happened there. (laughs) And then they get all into it. Don't remind you there. Well, because was uh, at that point, Gretzky hadn't gone hadn't gone to uh, L.A. yet. I don't know. So there you go. It was so they must have (laughs) won. Lanny McDonald was that the it for the Calgary back then? Like I don't know. Al Al McGinnis? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. The Gretzky was traded in 1988. Oh, he was. Yeah, so he was long gone. Was but was Messier still kicking around and rocking in '91, or was he gone too? Oh yeah, he was then? still there. Yeah, I saw. So I think they were still pretty good. I saw an inter- interview clip with with Gretzky the other day. I think it was on Spin Chicklets, Mabley, Mabley. And Maybelline. he was saying... He, uh, Maybe it's Maybelline. There were two offers on the table. Um, and one was Detroit. And the other was LA. And uh, Walter was the one who said, Gordy Howe will be Mr. Detroit forever. Oh, yeah. So go to LA. Interesting to think that Walter would suggest that. Yeah, being so close. Exactly. Um, anyway, it, it was, uh, like, like the Leaf series, it could have gone either way. Um, they, they could yeah. just as easily have been beaten as they, um, could win. And the Battle of Alberta is really exciting and it's going to be brutal and it's going to be some violent late, and it's going to be awesome. nights for you. Yeah. I'm actually those like games, those games crack off at like one in the morning. Oh, I know. For you. <laughs> Honestly, Jer, they're so late that it's they almost are. worth getting up for the third period. Like just starting like my it's, day. It's so late that you get up at like four. It would be easier to get up for the third period than it would be to stay up. Holy shit. I get up most days about six. Yeah. So to get up for the third period isn't that much of a hassle. That'd be like the Ryder Cup in Europe if I was really fired up or something. Why would you? Getting up early. Would you to watch that? Sometimes, yeah. Or sometimes you'd be stay up. 
to two or three in the morning because that's when it starts i guess ultimately i think it the outcome doesn't really affect my happiness one way or the other so i'm I'm not going to stay up half the night to watch like obviously i'm a fan and I, i want them to win but I'm uh, I'm not that invested in it. That's enough to be exhausted the whole next day. Yeah, there's no no, there's nothing like uh, you, you got to get some sleep. I don't think I could stay up anyway. Um, I got that I got that thing bad now where it's like eleven, twelve o'clock. It's all the light. It's like the birdcage getting the t- the towel thrown over it. <laughs> What you're just done? Right up. I'm done. I can't stay awake. <laughs> I mean, unless I'm out and doing something. If I'm sitting in the same place where I'm, I can just go to bed. And my bed go crash. Forget it. I'm done. Like it's like I can't wait. <laughs> okay, so the the game that um, I teased a couple of weeks ago that we didn't ever play. It's called oh, Jesus. Should I get some music for it here? Sure. I went through a big UB40 phase. Little UB40 Elvis. Yeah. I like when the horns kick in. Got some crackles in there. What does that mean? No, just like that little farty drum part. (laughs) Okay, here you go. You ready? Okay. Gets really loud. I'm just taking so many liberties towards the end. <laughs> right? The horn section. Definitely. Yeah. The Rebecca de Honey. Where the. Let's <laughs> skip. Let's skip to the first one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's keyboards too, so it's some math. Maybe Is it's it? him, the singer guy's like, I got this idea, so it has to be in here, and then he starts going off on the the synth horns. <laughs> Just try some stuff, Carl. It's this relentless after a while, it's like Totally Joe Vanelli styles. <laughs> Take it easy. Okay, <laughs> the game is called. Oh, Jesus. And here's how it works I give you two people <laughs> who are showing up on your doorstep, and you have to say which one of them you'd be the most. Jesus, about seeing. <laughs> oh, I love this, yeah. Do you? Okay, yeah, sure. So in a weird way, it's like, who would you rather have in your home? <laughs> okay, you ready? So the oh, Jesus is like... Ah, oh, Jesus. Like, there's a knock yeah. on your door, and you look out the window, and you're like, ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Who would you say, ah, oh, Jesus, about more? 
Ready? Yeah. Maybe. One of the property brothers <laughs> or Seth Rogen? Oh, man. <laughs> Who's the bigger? I don't know. Uh, I'd probably let Seth Rogen come in. And, uh, but I like that guy's, you picked the guy who's so like non compatible. And he's so like so safe. <laughs> so you'd pick Seth Rogen to come in. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't be like, oh Jesus, it's that. Mm-hmm. What's it? Is it the Property Brothers guy's name? Well, there's uh, oh. Drew Silver Scott and there's Jonathan Scott. Yeah. What? What? Either of them. Okay, so you take Seth Rogen over them. Yeah. Okay, here's your next one. Dead Mouse or uh, you hear a Lamborghini roar into the driveway <laughs> and you look out the window and it's Dead Mouse with mouse ears and a big Lamborghini with mouse ears yeah painted on it um, and the other one is uh, Jeff Martin from Tea Party <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so first of all let's hear the OGs as you look out the, the well, hole in your door it's Dead Mouse let's hear the OGs I would say, oh, Jesus, for Dead Mouse, and let Jeff come in, because at least, like, there's enough laughs, and he's, like, heard enough from about the past that we could both have a good cackle over it. Did you say, like, H-E-A-R-D or H-U-R-T? What? He's hurt enough from the past, or he's heard enough? No, heard, 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 with a D. Like we like the stories of the classic Jeff Martin tales that are legendary out there. But he doesn't know them. Sure, he does. Absolutely, he does. Does he? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, you ready? So whatever. We'd have we'd have lots of laughs for sure. Chad Kroger or Kevin O'Leary? Oh fuck! Chad Kroger is coming in for sure. Really? I don't want to see that fucking laugh. <laughs> Pulling out his <laughs> guitar and playing freaking Steve Ray Vaughan riffs. Get the fuck out of here. What? Kevin O'Leary's out. No, I but is Kevin O'Leary guy. rock star CEO? Yeah, for sure. He, he is? Like, guitar collector guy, yeah. No. His guitars. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't even give a shit if he's good or not. I just can't handle that guy. He's like a, he's actually looks his eyes and everything. He looks like a pig. Like if he had a pig nose, it would like yeah. That, he actually looks better now. He's got that kind of like a face. Really, the big, the big wet looking eyes. William Shatner? That, that skin that, like, if you cut into it, it wouldn't bleed. It would just be pink. William Shatner or Michael Buble? Uh, well, we already saw Shatner. He's kind of a bit a bit crusty. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not, like, he's not, doesn't, like, he's the last guy you want to go up and talk to. Because he just seems like he puts on such a guard. I forgot we saw Shatner. Yeah, we sat in the room for hours with Shatner. And didn't he have a, a chunk of air? Yes, he let a huge <laughs> rip go. And like I figured, 
he'd look around and laugh, but he was like, nope, didn't even happen. <laughs> wow, I'd forgotten that. Yeah. So would you? I didn't even say hello to him because I just felt the vibe of don't talk to me. <laughs> would you take the boobs over shats? For sure. Yeah, because <laughs> like. I think Shad has his like circle of buddies. Other than that, he's had enough and heard enough from anybody. Especially he was at like, you know, he's famous for being like, fuck these con- convention motherfuckers. <laughs> Remember back in the day, like he would never do them. And, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> right. So like here he is kind of doing them all the time because there's just shitloads of money in it or whatever. But, but he's... uh. He's got that vibe of like, I don't want to talk to anybody in here. <laughs> David Suzuki or Avril Lavigne? <laughs> well, I, that, see, like, I don't want to be like, no, that's mean to anybody, but I'd probably, uh, I'd probably have David Suzuki come in because I'm, I'm sure the stories, like his, his uh, understanding of a lot of things, like you want to, if you're looking to learn something. Like, I'd appreciate Avril. She's a good time. You know, I'm sure we'd have lots of laughs. And But uh, I would definitely say Suzuki for that one. Did you watch the Junos last night? I did not. I was uh, doing stuff with family. Or was it last night? Yeah. Or Sunday night? Oh, maybe, yeah, it was Sunday night. Yeah. I saw Doctor Strange at the movies. Did you? Yeah. How was it? It's all right. It's kind of, uh, well, <laughs> I had the lead up before I, was t- I told Ed uh, from BNL, our bud, that I was I was going to see Dr. Strange. He's like, oh, it blows. <laughs> so I was like, okay. It almost helped because I was expecting it to be terrible. So it wasn't wasn't too bad and i guess when you're with your kids and my kids all liked it so i was like all right there was like some cheese for sure with there was like a fight where they're using musical notes and stuff like that was a bit much but you know it was it was all right <laughs> i think it helped to have the low review you know what i mean sometimes it's good to go in there thinking it's just going to be long and winded <laughs> see wasn't too bad i find when i hear um, you have to see this. It's great. That's when I get my back up. I kind of like seeing things that are bad because I don't know, maybe on some level I think I could do better or well, it's, it's fun to lo- look at what went wrong or what didn't work. It's more to do with the kids. Like, cause this is the, you know, one of the few times we're out in the same place sitting beside each other for three hours almost or whatever it is. So that alone is, is like the best part of it. So the movie kind of doesn't matter, I think, you know. Did you get some popcorn going? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the popcorn was flowing. They got those, the, uh, the Cineplex has those fountain drink think machines that you pick. Yeah. All the different kinds. You know, like in the... Carl's Jr. or whatever, and every place in the States has them now, the, the smart Coke machines. Yeah. <laughs> Which everything kind of doesn't taste, like it's not the best version of your favorite drink. It's, there's an element of it like tasting like 
an orange crush as much as a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> um, I liked going back to the movies. It felt very normal. Yeah. It felt really good to be back in the movies. I, I found sitting, by the way, on a flight that far to the opposite coast... Like, I've mm. forgotten how to sit still for that long. I know. That felt excruciating. That sucks, but it is what... It, at least you're getting where you are. Yeah. You don't want to... Like, and that's a day crusher, because by the, the time that, that you lose coming back, it's just it's always gone. Yeah. It's like an invisible day. Yeah, it's uh, zone sneaks. It's a good problem to have, but the the red eye, no matter which way you slice it, it's a day wrecker the next day. Yeah, how do you how do you? Uh, I still remember being on tour and ha- having those, and you just can't really function properly, yeah. especially if you have to do something. When you sure. get there, usually it's a press thing, so you have to do go and perform at a radio station or something, and you're like. Haven't slept in 14 hours or 25 hours. Woof. Good times. Did you guys ever go to Japan? No, we never had the chance to go to Japan. We were supposed to play Fuji Fest one time. And I don't know what happened. It fell through because we canceled it. We uh, threw a recording or I don't know what it was, but we decided not to go. Did you do? for Australia. Oh, you didn't ever play there? No. Yeah, we had like radio success there too that we never followed up with. Really? <clears throat> yeah, good tours. Never did. Probably would have done that on right down there. Yeah, you would have had some bums in seats, right? Play with the Peter Garrett live. <laughs> Opening up for Midnight Oil at the uh, the Rock Red Rock Redder. He comes backstage and is like, mind if I jump up? <laughs> to come sing Starseed? Hey, you know what someone told me yesterday? Drops of Jupiter is about that guy's mom. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, so when you listen to it through that lens, it was after she Takes passed away. away. Oh, yeah. And he was like kind of imagining where she is. There you go. There you go. That makes a lot more sense. Sweet, sweet and sense. Yeah. Um, And now, especially since you won't be playing that on stage with them. uh, I won't. It's good that you know. I'll be be there, though. You will? Yeah, I'm going to go to the show for sure. When is it? Uh, I think it's like July 10th or something. I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm pumped to hear. Are you going to be coming... To uh, Toronto anytime this summer? Yeah, I'm sure. I don't have any concrete plans to. Do you think you'll cross paths with the Drops of Jupiter guy? <laughs> oh, definitely. Really? That? Yeah. For sure. I'll see him. <laughs> you want me to send him a message? Well, just tell him that I didn't know what the what it was about. <laughs> and I'm sorry for saying that I didn't think it was a great song. <laughs> no, you did. Did you? Did you say that? Oh, no, we had a few laughs with some of the lyrics. Yeah. But now that but we now know what it's about, like, tell Pat for me, will mom, you? If you see Pat, like will you tell mom, him? His mom likes the soy latte. Like, man, that it's not funny anymore if it's like it's her <laughs> her move at Starbucks. 
The best one that she's ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have a gig last week? I don't think so. I thought you were um, practicing for a gig. No, no. I was uh, played golf. I remember I played in that. Uh, oh yeah, how was Media Day? Me- media Day was fun. It was great. Who was there? It was a real good time. It was the Duffies and the Weeksies, like I said. Remember I called it. It was all the the bods and the writing community and the journalists and. Uh, it was great to see everybody, but it was fun. The course is going to be amazing. It's uh, the rough is up everywhere, so it's it looks and the, the, there's there's like the amount of seating. I've never seen that much seating at a Canadian golf event. Like there's huge stadiums of people all over the course. Really, and they've got the sixteenth hole. It's surrounded, so like it looks like a hockey rink on the tee box. Uh, and then, uh, so there's just a massive amount of, of, of seating and stuff. So it's going to be quite a spectacle. It's going to be a great week. I think I'll be there every day. For the what? For the Canadian Open. Oh, and when is that? I think it's June 9th it starts. So why were they hosting a media day for the Canadian Open? Yeah, just to, just talking about what's going on, like uh, you know, just I guess uh, a, a welcome and a, a, a hello and a thanks to the media community, I guess, right? Me. <clears throat> yeah, so it was uh, it was a good day, and the, the course is uh, already nice, so it's going to be perfect. It's like for May at the time it was. Was still get just getting a little bit warm, so there was still a lot of the weather is just just starting to like golf courses are kind of ratty generally with this kind of weather, but they've already dialed it right in. So who did you um, who did you play with? I played with a couple bods from Wasserman, the agents agency that they put together. I guess like all the. Like they're involved with the seating and the stadium stuff and the promotion and helping on that end for RBC. And uh, so it was a good group of buds. We had a good time. Did people stick around and make bad decisions? No, it wasn't like that. It's just like they had a big press conference and uh, Corey, Corey Connors was on there, like just talking to the to the press and taking some questions and... Just a, a full-on heads up on how excited they are for, for everything. What's Corey Connor saying? He's uh, ripping up the, uh, you know, it's like he, he's one of those guys. He, does, he might not win every week, but he's always close and always cashing huge checks. Making money, I guess, is what he's doing. And once it clicks. So, yeah, exactly. It will, for sure it will. But like it, it has already, but I'm saying it will continue to be. And he's one of those guys that, like Pandy, Taylor Pendrith, is like they'll uh, be on tour for a long time. As our bud Michael Gligic, another bod that's uh, out there pounding away on the PGA Ooh. Tour. So yeah, it's going to be good times. Who's Michael Gligic? He's another Canadian bod. Just crushing it? 
Yeah. Yeah, he's uh they're all good dudes. Nice folks. Hey, did I tell you I bought a horse? Another horse? Yeah. Why? Just to have two? Well, um Carol bought a companionship bought one named Lily. And uh do they have like do they want like it's probably better if they're with other horses, right? Yes. Solitary. They're herd animals. They like to be together. Um so Carol bought a horse named Lily and I bought a horse named Amos. Mm -hmm. And uh Amos is uh Amos? Yeah. With an M? Yeah. Yeah. Amos and Yeah, with an M. Yeah. (laughs) He's uh gonna be on his way here in the next couple of days. But the video that um, that they uh, had of Amos was Amos walking into a grocery store with a rider on his back. Nice. Because they kind of show you, like, here's uh, here's what the horse is, and he's not afraid. He's uh, called bomb-proof, as they say in horse circles. So this guy uh, walks on Amos's back into the grocery store, hops down, leaves Amos standing there while he goes down the aisle to get a Gatorade or something. Then gets back on his back and walks up and waits in line at the cash behind people. Just stands there for a few minutes. And then uh, the bud pays and then he walks out. So in theory, Amos should be very uh, safe to ride. If he's that un-freaky-outy. Yeah. Yeah. Just born a bod. Just a born bud. Because... I also should mention, sorry... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that I, I know me and I know starting from scratch and doing ground training and all this stuff, it, I, it won't capture my attention. So I wanted to find a horse that was like ready to go today. Mm-hmm. So Amos is ready to go. I love it. I do, I forgot to mention I played with Phil Cavanaugh. He's at from Islington Golf Course. He's... He's a great, uh, it's a great time and a good old friend as well. How's your game? Uh, crap, but you know, a couple good shots, a couple pars here and there. So, yeah, it, uh, this is my summer, Jonathan. Is this it? Is it. This is a big one right here. We're going low. Or are you, yeah, are you committing right now trying. to playing a lot? Because I'll be riding Amos, no. I'm not gonna have much time for golf. Yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, I can't. I still don't have enough time to be able to be playing three, two, three times a week. So maybe, maybe once, once every couple of weeks. Maybe that would be nice. Kind of takes the pressure off though, because then you don't have to be up to scratch. Yeah, for sure. Because then you can just hit it enough to chop it up, and that's what I'll be doing: chopping it up at fine golf courses around the GTA. Chop it up, bud. That's how I do. Chop salad. Chop salad sandwich coming up the fairway. Um, good chat, bud. Good chat, bud. Talk to you soon. Have a good week. Bye. Yeah, yeah have a good week. Bye.